Hello, good morning, welcome to, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it, the final episode of season one of Straight Talking English. You might have noticed that I've only recently started saying season one. It's because when I started this project, I just envisioned it being the poems, and I kind of thought no one would actually listen to it, and I'd be shouting into the void. I mean, I kind of am shouting into the void, I'm talking to myself in my living room at the moment, but because I have got a really positive reaction, action and because I'm really enjoying this project I'm calling this season one because there's gonna be a season two that I announce at the end. So one more poem presented to you by me your host as ever Catherine and it is Climbing My Grandfather by Andrew Waterhouse. It's a nice poem I like it but the poet's actual life is a bit sad I've got to say. Content warning as ever I'm about to talk about suicide in as tactful a way I can so if that that is something that causes you an issue then please turn off for a little bit come back in like five minutes. So Andrew Waterhouse was born in 1958. He died in 2001, aged 41. He was born in Gainsborough in Lincolnshire. He had a place at Cambridge but turned it down. And he taught at an agricultural college. He was all about the environment. He was an absolutely huge environmentalist. Built like some empty land and planted his own forest. My days. Like the guy was an absolutely cool dude. He was in a lot of bands. He was a really musical guy. Unfortunately, most of the information I could get about him was from his obituary. He never married. He had no children. He did have a brother and he completed suicide by carbon monoxide poisoning in 2001, as I mentioned. In his obituary in The Guardian, written by someone who was a friend of his, he talks about Waterhouse's characteristic seriousness and perfection as well as a sense that a work must frame a judgment from the maker. His imagination is both vivid and hardened, solid objects and hard earth, stones, wood, frozen ground, which offer little purchase to its inhabitants. It's very, very much the themes that come out in Climbing My Grandfather, the extended metaphor. Okay, not really a spoiler, because you can sort of see it from the first line. Extended metaphor is that the granddad is a mountain. The obituary also talks about his personal kindness. When he was at university, he was a serious man, but popular, very funny. His privacy, generosity, and impish humour disguised the intensity of his suffering. A few weeks before he completed suicide, he claimed ill health and withdrew from his commitments. And nobody really knew. That's what makes his story so sad in my mind, is because people would have reached out to help him if they'd have known. I'm sure they would. If this resonates with you, please, please contact someone. Suicide is the biggest killer of young men under 30. If you think this is affecting you, resonating with you, please contact someone. C-A-L-M-R awesome. That's it for my sad bit at the start. And it is sad. Poor dude. Let's have a reading. I decide to do it free. Without a rope or net. First, the old brogues, dusty and cracked, an easy scramble onto his trousers, pushing into the weave, trying to get a grip. By the overhanging shirt I change direction, traverse along his belt to an earth-stained hand. The nails are splintered and give good purchase, the skin of his finger is smooth and thick like warm ice. On his arm, 
I discover the glassy ridge of a scar. Place my feet gently in the old stitches and move on. At his still firm shoulder, I rest for a while in the shade, not looking down, for climbing has its dangers, then pull myself up the loose skin of his neck to a smiling mouth to drink among teeth. Refreshed, I cross the screed cheek to stare into his brown eyes, watch a pupil slowly open and close. Then up over the forehead, the wrinkles well-spaced and easy, to his thick hair, soft and white at this altitude, reaching for the summit, where gasping for breath, I can only lie watching clouds and birds circle, feeling his heat, knowing the slow pulse of his good heart. Right, let's get into this bad boy then. First thing you'll notice is it's a continuous stanza of 27 lines. It's unbroken. It's continuous action. It's not separated into different episodes. Maybe it's symbolic of the size of his grandfather. I mean, we know that the speaker is young, is quite small. So it's reasonable to assume that, like, if the granddad's tall and the speaker's remembering when he was really small, he might have seemed like a looming mountain. Or even the scale of his granddad. Or even the size could be a metaphorical size, like symbolism within metaphors, man. Focused on this single moment, this single idea of his ascent, it shows his whole figure as a single component rather than individual little bits. We've got... Again, I'm not sure about this one. The lines are broader at the base, kind of like a mountain. It shows the continuous contours like a mountain range or like a human body. So if you tilt a copy of the poem to the side, it does look a bit like a mountain or a human body. We've got free verse. We know free verse shows natural speech or something that's disorganised, something that's kind of just chaotic and flowing. We've got that Seamus Heaney thing as well with the enjambment, specifically lines five to five to six and seven to eight, change direction, like Heaney's horses ploughing the field. It's like he's climbing the mountain and he can't see exactly where to go, so he goes kind of sideways and tries to find a different way up. Lines five to ten indicate this moment of pause, this moment of awe, giving us the first clue that he has this tremendous respect for his grandfather. I mean, there's other le- there's other comparisons we can make, to follow up because they tend to go really nicely it's about the older male rather than to him it's kind of like an open letter to the newspaper this is what I think about this subject like rather than it being necessarily a direct expression of emotional intimacy he decides to do it free without a rope or net he it's an intentional climb he wants to do this without the rope or net it's an element of danger you don't want to do this it's nervous he's brogues brogues um like i really like them actually Uh, they're a type of shoe but they're not very fancy kind of shoe his old shoes are dusty and cracked like we've already got the semantic field of the mountain shown but 
it's established from the very first line but we also for this point have the grandfather introduced he's broke the practical traditional he links with his earth-stained hand and his splintered nails we need to think a little bit about the semantic field the mountain is natural it's kind of an obstacle you can't move a mountain but it's also kind of a metaphor for a challenge mountains are strong mountains are isolated mountains are much much bigger than we are all of which could represent the speaker's view of his granddad he's trying to get a grip literally like well to fit with the metaphor he's like gripping onto the mountain he could be trying to grip onto the granddad's clothes as he implies or he's trying to get to grips with this personality alliteration sense of urgency think about the warm ice the oxymoron used to show two contrasting things put together for a reason ice it should not be warm obviously that's bad ice could be his emotional coldness as opposed to the warmth of his skin could be something unpredictable could show the hardness of his skin there's the glassy ridge of a scar place my feet gently in the old stitches there's a sense of delicacy he may be afraid to hurt the old man it's this discovery as well we get a sense of the speaker we get a sense of his like adventurous nature he's bold he wants to do this but he's also considerate he's still firm shoulder think about that like you know shoulder to cry on shouldering a burden despite this theme of aging which is introduced he's still strong he's still capable the loose skin and the drink among teeth are a little bit a little bit gross a little bit visceral but the smiling mouth personified kind of contradicts that it makes it possible he stares into his eyes he watches the eyes open and close quite sweet isn't it it shows the old man still alive and it's this like darkly humorous image you know of like a little kid poking someone's eyes being like wake up wake up you're in there the wrinkles the thick hair we've got these yeah we've got this sense of how old this man is like despite aside from the fact it's called grandfather there's nothing until line 20 that suggests how really how old he is and that's our our caesura our change the soft and white of this altitude he's like a snow-capped mountain like that's the peak that's what you're aiming for that's when you know you've got to the top gasping for breath is it all is it effort is it giving a baseline to this hyperbole watching clouds and birds circle imagining that he is right on top of the world having made it in this beautiful peaceful tonal moment but he's comforted knowing that his grandfather is there he has good heart but the slow pulse is it because and this makes me laugh actually they have no interaction between each other this poem the granddad is asleep and he doesn't actually wake up he is purely the object this mountain not something that the speaker is actually engaging with the slow pulse does it link to this 
calm, resting tone, is it an indication of his mortality? Like, I don't know. I think, I think I'm just being morbid because it is a really beautiful image at the end. So the reason I'm being slightly morbid is because um, I never knew one set of my grandparents. My remaining grandparent died when I was 16 and I never had these kind of experiences. My experiences with my grandparents were mostly um, seeing my grandfather deteriorate rather than it being, you know, like a grandfather in a book or something. So I would always see this as being, right, I've got to call my dad, something's up with granddad, he's not waking up, rather than seeing the beauty in there. And we all know that the way that we read a poem are equally valid between different people. The way I read it and the way you read it will be different, but that doesn't make them better or worse just because I'm a teacher. Have faith in your own judgments and ignore my slightly morbid one because I can't really relate to people having <laughs> these like happy grandparental relationships. Once again, you are all my therapists. <laughs> the grandfather is patient. Is he awake the whole time? Is he indulging him? If he is indulging him, yet remaining silent, that gives us a different impression of the relationship. So if he is just sitting there letting the boy do his thing, then that is the love coming back to the boy. That is the love being reciprocated. Is it a same, the same kind of vibe as walking away, where the grandfather has to let him climb the mountain in order to learn? The same way as... as Cecil Day-Lewis had to let his son walk away. It depends entirely whether you think the granddad is aware or not. The granddad is the unshakable support. He is the one below the surface letting, if you follow this interpretation, he is the one letting the boy have this journey. The impressions we get of the granddad, working man with the dusty brogues, uses his hands huge, unshakable, with like literally huge, we've got the sense of amazement, the awe that he has, the admiration. It's another poem that focuses in on the teeny tiny little details, the cracks on his shoes, the wrinkles and how they're presented on his face. It's, I feel that he's nervous, but other people say he's confident. It's totally your reading. The thing about the scar, though, he absolutely glosses over it. If this was Caroline Duffy, she'd spend like three verses just talking about that blooming scar and what it represents and how, you know, it reminds her of something she saw once or whatever. But he just glosses over it. I've got this mission. I'm on this mission. Yeah, doing it. The pace is very interesting as well. It gets quicker and slower. We have the baseline. I started, decided to do it free. Faster, 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 pause. Faster, 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 pull. It's representing his moment. His moment? His movement in this moment. And it contrasts to the granddad's stillness. In terms of the speaker, we do get a sense of how young he is. This is a toddler. It might work as well by thinking about 
about romanticism with a big R. Man is connected with nature. We are all part of nature. Yeah. So the granddad has become a mountain. We could be growing trees. We could use these metaphors to make that connection. The earth-stained hands are romanticised. It's a mark of honour to be working with your hands. The only like sense of ner- of nervousness which is definitely included is that climbing has its dangers. Do you want to know everything if someone is your hero? Well, sometimes you're happier not knowing. <laughs> like you don't want to find out like the skeletons in the closet and find out, you know, your pet the- that Vegas wedding your parents had with an Elvis priest <laughs> isn't valid and you're now like owned by Graceland or something. <laughs> trying to think of the most ridiculous skeleton in the closet I can think of. The only one I can think of is how terrified my dad is of moths and I've only realised this as an adult. So the deep skeleton that I will share with you is my father's fear of moths and butterflies. <laughs> But honestly, this is a beautiful poem. This is positive. This is calm. This is satisfying. We get a sense of the achievement. We get a sense of the journey to learn more about the granddad's physicality. Remember, Waterhouse is an environmentalist. He believes in the importance of the environment. And that is what's coming through. Follower, obviously, I've mentioned it like three times, is a good partner. It works. There's so much you can do. Walking away, if you believe the grandfather is being indulgent. So when he pulls up the eyelids, it depends if you can, if you think his eyeballs are like staring straight back and his mouth is smiling before you were mine. Yeah, trying to discover more and like engage personally with something from the past, engage personally with a family member. Mother any distance, mother any distance greater than a single span. Oh god that went Scottish, I don't even know what the accent was. Yeah, the idea of natural imagery, the idea of a bond, the idea of a tether, even though he is without rope on that, the idea of something tethering and bonding you together though Armitage wants to fly away Waterhouse wants to stay close and have his achievement speaking of achievements that is it season one party poppers dun 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 right that's it done right next up big challenge I'm gonna climb my own mountain Not a mountain representing my grandfather, because that's kind of difficult. (laughs) Although he wasn't that much taller than me, so it would just be like a hop. (laughs) Mountain, next time. I am going to do a Shakespeare season. It is going to be Macbeth and Romeo and Juliet, but context applicable to both and weaving in and out. Some episodes will be Macbeth explicit. Some will be Romeo and Juliet specific. But a lot of it's going to be valuable for both. As it is at the moment, I have got 20 episodes um, planned out as a vague sketch. There is going to be a little bit of a break while I script and research this one. But I will be making jokes on Twitter and... 
I do have a bonus episode coming up, which is a super secret mystery. StraightTalkingEnglish.com. You can listen to every episode of this season. You can contact me if you have any questions, like why do you keep using your audience as your therapist? Well, it's either that or that black cat that keeps sitting outside my house, and I think she's sick of it. Twitter, str 8 number eight talk english you can buy my revision guide i'm working on my second one at the moment it's exciting exciting times thank you so much listeners who have been there on this project thank you so much thank you so much as a triplet for like the support season two is gonna be intense so have a lovely day have a wonderful time if you have a mountain in your life metaphorical or emotional conquer it if you see an old man don't try and climb up to the top of his head they don't like that and i will speak to you very soon